Jane, and this is my co-host Dave. Hello. And welcome to my podcast. Each week we'll discuss listeners. Well, so far we don't have any listeners since this is our first podcast. I thought of a few names for our, our podcast. Would you like to hear them? Oh, sure. So, tell me if you like these or not. Okay. Jane the Brain. No, that was my nickname when I was in preschool, but I don't think I'd like it for this podcast. Yeah, I don't like that one either. How about Inside Jane's Brain? Mm, nothing with brains. From Jane's Brain? Nothing with brains, I said. How about The Kid Podcast? Perfect. And we can also open it up to the listeners. Maybe they have an idea for a name. Yeah. So until we hear some feedback... This is officially known as the... Kid Podcast. I love it. All right. So, Jane, what have you been up to this week? Have you done any coding? Yes. Tell us about it. Well, I've used Scratch, a virtual coding for with block coding. Now, if you're not familiar what block coding is, block coding is not like Python with text coding. It's like drag and drop blocks. Now, there are some people who don't even know what coding is or what coding is used for. Think you can tell us what coding is for? Oh, of course. Coding can be for many things. Say your favorite video game. A lot of people had to code to make your favorite game. Does it take a long time? Um, depending on your topic and what language you're using. If you're using Python, making a story may be kind of hard. If you're not used to it, if you're using block coding and making a game, it might be a little easier, depending on you. Some people might be listening to this podcast using an app that was coded. Yes, some people may be. So what is block coding? Block coding. Good question. Block coding is... So everybody knows what Python and JavaScript are, right? Not everybody. Well, if you don't know what it is, then here's a short description. Now, I haven't used Python and JavaScript much, but what it is, is it's a text coding program, which is actually a language. Block coding is not considered a language. It's just what people have came up for with kids. And depending on your age, and depending on how you like computers mostly, like for example, Scratch is used, it's a block coding site and it's used for eight, to ages 8 and up to 16, but I'm 7 years old and I use it. But really, anyone can understand block coding. When did you first start coding? Um, I first started coding when I was 4 years old. Um, I coded on Scratch Junior. Now, Scratch Junior, if you have iPad, um, if you have iPad, you can go in the App Store and search for Scratch Junior. And then you can get that app, and it's ages 5, 4 to 3 and up, and you can code your own games and stories or whatever you'd like. Just the blocks that are limited from Scratch. Scratch is for ages 8 and up. Scratch is a site of the block coding I was talking about. Now, if you have an iMac, Windows, any type of computer, then what you can do is either search scratch.mit.edu and then that will take you right to the scratch site and one thing 
what I will do on Scratch is if you view, if you listeners will do this, because I know you can't comment underneath this page, what we're going to do for our name is I'll create a Scratch project, and then I'll say, for my podcast viewers, enter your name in the comments. Now make sure you confirm your email if you make a new account so that you can put it in. And then type in what your name you want, and I'll check the feedback at the time of our deadline, and I'll see what we got. So that's how you can respond, just a quick for know it. But yeah, that's coding. That's a great idea. And what kind of projects have you been making? Um, lately, the previous project I have made is called Happy Mother's Day. And this one, you can, as a template, you can just like search for it on my profile. I have shared it. And my profile is CodesTu23. And you can look on that. And what it will show is um, these projects. And what I have on my Mother's Day is just a little interactive project that you can remix and share it with your mother if they're nearby or whenever they get back home, you can show them this with a remix and add your own special effects. So what's a remix? Um, A remix on Scratch is, say you found this cool Nintendo style game that you really, really like, or you found this cool story or just anything you can imagine on Scratch that you really like and you want to add your own twist to it. So on the project page, there'll be this green remix button. Press this and you'll be taken to the exact code the person has made. You can add your own special effects or anything you'd want to imagine into that game or story. Um, In Scratch, not in Scratch Junior. On Scratch Junior, you cannot remix projects. You have to make your own. But on Scratch, when you remix a project, What you can do is make anything you'd like in the project, and then Scratch, you can create your own projects, and I will have that on my YouTube channel on the basics of Scratch coding, and that will be out by um, probably May, sometime in May of 2023. So do you need to know a lot of math to do coding? Yes. Sometimes, not in Scratch Junior, but you can do it with Scratch because there's the operators page. Now, not always you need to use the operators for math, but you need to know like the basics of the stage of your thing. And again, I'll be making that as another on my YouTube channel. My channel name is Wacky Learning with Jane. Learning is spelled wrong, just so you know. But that's my channel. And... You can see some of my other educational videos that are not coding, but you don't always need to recognize math for coding. Sometimes if you're like, say that you want a sprite to, or anything, um, say you want a plant to appear on a random spot in the scene, then you would have to use go to random position and then minus 200 to 100 or how big your stage is. Just depends on how big you've made it. So speaking of math, mm-hmm. what did you learn this week in your math classes? Odds and evens. Tell us. So say for example, so say that your teacher gives you an assignment and it says odd and even practice. And then you think to yourself when you get home and you're about to do your homework, you think, wait, what are odds and evens? 
because you didn't listen to your own class. Now, if you need help with this on a school assignment, here's what I will give you. So, say your teacher asks you this question. Say, Lizzie, Lizzie ate 15 apples out of the batch of 25. Lizzie ate an odd number of apples out of the batch. Then, Marie eats an even number out of the batch. How many are left, you wonder? And that's also what the question says. So you think, how do I solve this? What is odd and even? So, let's think of the possible numbers that Lizzie could have. So Lizzie took an odd amount. So think numbers like one, three, five, seven, nine, eleven. Those are your numbers. Just every number that's not that can't be split and an even number could is like say zero, two, four, six, eight, ten, so on. Just the even numbers can be divided into something. Like, for example, two can be divided into one and one. Now, you don't need no division to do all this. So, what's half of two? To make it simple, one. Half of two is one. So, if, there, if your problem may say sometimes, if you think about it, maybe your project will say, or maybe what your math will say. Your pro Say that your problem says that Izzy drank four, an even amount of cup, gave an even amount of cups to Kira. Kira gave five of her cups to Wizzy. How many cups does Kira have? And they, they don't give you a number, but they say odd or even. Now, the exact answer is, so if Wizzy gives her an even amount, and then she gives back her an even amount. It would have to be even if it would be split apart. Okay, Jane. Pop quiz time. Are you ready? Yes. Families and friends, get seated and get ready for this pop quiz. Your problem. What is 8 trillion and 1 plus 338 trillion? Would that answer be an odd or an even? We'll give you a few 15 seconds to figure this. 15 seconds? <laughs> I was joking. We'll give you a little while. Pause the podcast. Okay, you guys are back. Great. So now that you know your answer, if you got an odd number, Spart, you, you're correct. Very good. So what happens if you have the biggest number in the universe? How about a gazillion and one? And it's odd. And odd. you add that to the biggest. second biggest number in the universe, which has to be even. Right. Is an it odd plus going to be an odd or an even number? It's always going to be odd. That's right. So for families or friends who have gotten this correct, Pat yourself on the back, because you did a great job figuring out that problem. All right, let's see. Tell us how you did in the comments. All right, Jane. Have you learned anything interesting in the world of science this week? Yes. One amazing thing that I have learned is about birds. Tell us. Well, I've learned that some birds 
travel all across the world just to get to mating lands. Did any of you know that? This would be imagining, like, say, say that you were going to have to travel all the way to India. And say that you had to travel all that way just to meet a friend. How would you feel? Put that in the comments, too. Um, I would feel kind of annoyed that I had to go that far. I'd feel pretty tired. Me, too. Tired and annoyed. So how do you think the birds get that far? What do, they, the, what do they use? So what they do here is, so birds will fly in a V shape, and one of the main birds is flapping an air current that the other birds fall, like, glide on. And then when that bird gets really tired, he's making the air current, a one that's been rested up goes back up into that area and does it again so the other can get back its energy. That's some teamwork there. Yep. So whenever you see a bird whose wings aren't flapping, what are they doing? They're gliding in a current. Now what else does that do for the bird? How else does that help the bird? Um, it also helps the bird because they, they're not going constantly flapping their wings. Mm -hmm. Because that can tire them out. And then also for the other birds in the V, what would happen is the whole thing could collapse. Because the only bird pushing them all is the main bird in the very top of the U. Mm -hmm. And if that bird gets tired and nobody replaces that bird and lets that one get back up and normal, then the whole thing might collapse. So here's a question for you. Why do birds migrate? Hmm. Viewers, answer this. And whenever you're done, meet us back in the podcast. Okay, you guys are back. Perfect. Now that you're back, here is the answer. Sometimes to glide to go to mating ground. All right, Jane. Let's wrap up with this week's movies and shows recommendation. What did you watch this week? West Side Story. Oh, West Side Story. We watched that a couple weeks ago. So... Uh, for the for the listeners who may not be familiar with West Side Story, West Side Story is a pretty pretty old uh, play and movie. Yeah. How would you describe West Side Story? I would say it, it's kind of violent a little bit, but like you only need like parental guidance probably. Like you just need to know it's pretend. But like the one thing I like about it is the colors, the songs, like how they dance, and then I. My, my one personal thought of it is I love how it relates to Shakespeare's movie, or play, I shouldn't say, because movies were invented back then, but we're talking that later. Um, Shakespeare's play. Do you remember the name? Romeo and Juliet. Very good. Which was a classic love story. And West Side Story is also a classic, classic love, love story. story. And even in the movie credits, before you even watch the show, it says, um, based on Romeo and Juliet by Shakespeare. Now, there is something really unique in the right in the middle of West Side Story. Do you remember what that was? Keep for, oh, they have an intermission. Intermission. What's an intermission? Oh, an intermission. For those who don't know, have you ever gone to a movie theater before? If so, usually the movies will let you have a little break, go to the restroom, get water, get more snacks. Well, a long time ago they did. Yeah, but not anymore. Not that often. Yes, but some, but they will have a break between the movies sometimes, like a few minutes to let you go to the bathroom or get a drink. Now, Jane, you did watch a more recent movie. 
Oh, yes, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. What'd I you, almost forgot. What did you think about Pirates of the, of the Caribbean? Um, I would think I would rate that a probably PG-13 or a PG. Because this movie has some kind of violence, kind of like West Side Story. But it's more like dance fight. Like, it's not like real bad stuff. What's that movie about? That movie is about, so I think the main character here is this young girl who, in the beginning of the movie, the one scene is where Elizabeth and she, Elizabeth Swan meets William Turner as a young girl, and she meets him as a young boy trapped on a raft out from a pirate's boat. And she rescues the boy on this um, English boat. And when I mean English, not to be mistaken for U.S., it was actually from England. And she's like 20 years old and Will's probably 22. And they meet again. And then one time, Captain Jack Sparrow is a pirate. And in England, they really don't like pirates back in this movie. And what they do is... Like, they're trying to, like, take him over. But then Captain Jack, like, one time in the movie, um, Elizabeth is wearing, like, this really tight dress. And, like, she can't breathe in it at some times. And she's, like, right over an edge with water. Like, she falls over into the water while Captain Jack Sparrow's, like, on a raft right next to her. And then he dives down into the water and pulls her off. And then, like, they say, we found Captain Jack Sparrow. And they get, like, all angry. And they found like they found him, and then Elizabeth like she's back conscious, and she's like, no, why would you punish a rescuer? And then the they stop for a moment, and then they realize it, but then they're like, but he's a pirate, and then it gets really annoying. What kind of pirate is he? Would you call him a scary pirate, a mean pirate, a funny pirate? Kind of a funny pirate, a lot. Because, like, I mean, like, he's got a lot of the jokes in the movie. Because, I mean, like, one of my favorite ones is when they, like, they say, Jack Sparrow. And he's like, it's Captain Jack Sparrow. (laughs) That was right before they were going to hang him. Yep. But it was kind of funny, though. Now, Jane, there's one more show that we watched this week. The Mandalorian. That's right. This one's probably PG-13, I would say. Uh, or PG, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'd say at least PG. Yeah, because like, it's got these, like, it's kind of like a Western. Like, some people say it's a Western, but put in, like, the space. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Because, like, it's just, it's kind of scary for kids sometimes. Like, if you're probably, like, five, I would definitely not recommend watching. Because it's kind of a scary movie. When you're like you're that young, and I wouldn't recommend watching it at that age. But maybe when you're like maybe six or seven years old, it, it's a lot. It's not as scary because you know what you're watching and it's pretend. What did you think of the first episode of the new season? I thought it was kind of violent at the beginning. I didn't like the sea monster part. Mm. Eesh, that scared me actually. But um, the one part I kind of liked is like when Grogu just like gets little. Silly. He wanted to give a big hug to the... Oh, yeah. uh, What were their names? I can't forget. I can't remember their names. But they were trying to fix the... um, Mandalorians. uh, Yeah, the droid. Yeah, they were trying to fix his droid. And, like, what what happens is Yoda, like... Maybe Yoda Uh, Grogu. Grogu. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, takes them and tries to, like, squeeze them. The Mandalorian has to (laughs) shove them out. (laughs) Like... Like, he has to, like, immediately stop him. 
Like the other funny thing is just like when he like messes around with everything. Like he just like rump like mumbles and like you can't even understand him. Okay, so to wrap up our movies and shows portion of the kid podcast, mm -hmm. let's give zero to five stars. Zero meaning eh, not a great movie at all or show. Five meaning the best ever. So what mm -hmm. would you give West Side Story? I would give that a four stars. Ooh, four stars. How about at least four point five? I would Very. Say. Ooh, that's that's an excellent score. How about Pirates of the Caribbean? Five stars. Ooh. And how about the first episode of the new season of The Mandalorian? Three stars. Three stars. Very good. So this has been the first episode of the Kid Podcast mm -hmm. with Jane. And Dave. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.